Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pure Worship Podcast, where our number one passion is helping you walk close with God. I'm your host, Jeff Dio, and it's my mission in life to do whatever I can to help you embrace the wonder of developing an authentic friendship with God. That's right, to know Him and make Him known. These are the two most important things in life. And if you pour yourself into getting to know God, it will transform your ability to make Him known. In fact, spending more time alone with God is going to improve every area of your life, including your family, your finances, your job, and certainly your eternity. So plan to join us each Tuesday as we grow in our ability to engage with God in our everyday lives. Today on the Pure Worship Podcast, we delve deeper into my interview with Josh, exploring his inspirational work with Revive Minnesota in an episode we're calling Your Time to Revive. What is revival anyway? Aren't we just sick of hearing that word? Haven't we grown a bit numb to the hope that God could touch us so deeply that we might be brought out of our zombie-like state? Out of the fog that blurs and blahs our hearts? And still... There is this lingering hope that endures, just daring us to believe it's possible, possible that things could finally be made right, that complacency, mediocrity, and ungodliness could finally be shattered, while joy and peace and purpose once and for all would be our eternal reality. God's heart is to shine a healing light on his purpose for all mankind, which is for us to walk closely in relationship with him and to share his truth and love for all to enjoy. And he's just outrageous enough to imagine he can invite us to be the messengers for this good purpose. Paul declared in 1 Corinthians 1.21, For since in the wisdom of God the world through its wisdom did not know him, God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. Look, whatever you do, make sure you listen all the way to the end of the podcast. We've saved some of the best stories for the second half. A couple things to expect. Josh shares about the struggle that he and his wife navigated in trying to hear from the Lord about joining Time to Revive. And we discuss the way in which real revival breaks through the man-made barriers of of government and the workplace. All right, let's pray and we'll jump into it. God, there is no one like you. You are entirely uncontainable. You live in pure light and goodness, and you fight for your creation like none other. We honor and worship you today, and we ask that you would awaken our minds to know your heart, to hate what you hate and love what you love. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's go ahead and plunge into this Tuesday's Pure Worship podcast entitled, Your Time to Revive. All right, Josh, man, here we are back on part two of uh, Pure Worship podcast, Time to Revive. Yes. And man, one of the things I love is that we have been hearing so many testimonies. You and I were talking about this earlier, just so many testimonies of people 
who have been listening to yeah. the podcast and have been encouraged. You know, we've been trying to get some feedback from people like, hey, you know, can we change something? What, what do you like? What do you not like? Whatever. It's been fun to hear people's response uh, to be able to hear they like the laughter and the silliness that we do, yeah. especially you. Like I, you're better. I, you're better at it than I am. I uh, <laughs> I am hilarious. You are hilarious. I, uh, like, do a, do a voice for me, man. Do a voice. I don't uh, know. Okay. Uh, do something. Well, as your father has probably told you, my name is Matt Foley, and I am a motivational speaker. Now a lot of you kids think you're gonna go out and. Get the world by the tail and pull it down and wrap it around and put it in your pocket. Well, I'm here to tell you as you go out there that you're going to find out that you're not going to amount to Jack Squaw. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Dude, Chris Farley, why is you, he not alive anymore? Can you anymore? do a little Chris Farley like about the Pure Worship podcast? Listen, young man, you better tune into the Pure Worship podcast. Otherwise, you're going to be living off a steady diet of government cheese, living in a van down by the river. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, we either gained a lot more listeners oh, or we lost Jesus. them all. But anyways, <laughs> help me. Lord. <laughs> so anyways, uh, man, we just like to have fun, you know? I mean, uh, we feel we feel like that God is, is a part of everyday life. Yeah. And I mean, he's made some funny things in this world. He yeah. really has. I mean, he made the world. So if there's funny stuff, you know, he's a part of it. I mean, come on, guys. I mean, can I say, like, he made the body so it farts. I mean, come on. I mean, oh, we're going That's there. God. We're he's just... thinking of this stuff, right? Sorry, I had to do this on your podcast. I, sorry. <laughs> Dude, you just... Oh, we can cut that just out. Just don't, don't pull the Get punches. It, cut it out. Anyway, oh, no. wowzer. Okay, yeah. Cut the cheese out. All right. Cut so, that uh, out. Okay, anyway, so let's get back to... <laughs> I have, a, I have a serious story. Oh, good. You have a serious story. I, no, I don't. No, I'm he's just... going to tell some stories. Hey, what, what I want to do, again, I want to highlight what God's doing with your ministry yep. and really want to tell part of the story. Everyone's on a journey. You're on a journey. Yeah. Your family's on a journey. Uh, I want you to share a little bit of that journey because some people are out there, even they feel like they're in a transitionary moment in their yep. life and maybe they're trying to hear from God. How yeah. how do we make a decision to change? Should we move somewhere? Should we? What, what's God saying? How do we hear his voice? And you have definitely walked through that in different yeah. levels of your life. But this transition from being a worship pastor at Lighthouse and doing various things to the transition to uh, Time to Revive. That's an incredible story. Yep. So just share some of that story with us and then some of the testimonies about the ministry. And I think it'll be really encouraging for people. Cool. Let me backtrack about uh, be 12 years ago now, um, 13 years ago. Uh, I jumped in, uh, became a worship pastor at, at the local church here in the Twin Cities. Awesome church. Uh, man, yeah. learned so much. Uh, of the Lord and how to flow in the spirit and learn so much about worship, man, I really cut my teeth on a uh, worship leading at this particular church, but man, there was always something in me where if you would have said, Hey, if, if the Lord would have told me this, Hey Josh, you're going to be on staff at this church, yeah. this one church for 10 years, yeah. I would have been like, forget you Lord. Yeah. Be because this is the thing, man, is ever since I was a teenager, I felt called, maybe somebody can relate to this. I felt called to this and 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 this. Whole bunch of different things. And here's the thing, man, is the Lord is calling you to this, 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 this. 
Um, and so what I would do, man, when I was on staff at church, my poor wife, God bless her soul. I would come, <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'd come probably like every quarter, every three months or every two months thinking like, Hey, I think the Lord is maybe calling. <laughs> hey, well, maybe we should, Here's the opportunity. Hey, let's move to Timbuktu. Hey, let's do this. Oh, 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 oh. like, like this, there's all this, there's all this. I, I would, I think I've told this story before, but I used to have this dog named Jenny. And when I was five, this dog would come and like, she would catch birds out of the air and squirrels. And she would leave dead animals on our doorstep. It's a weird, weird story. It is gosh. a weird, but here, here's how it ties in. Jenny is a weird name. Jen, for it is a weird, I don't <laughs> want to talk about it. It's giving me a headache. Apparently we stink at selecting animal names but she'd leave these dead animals i know jenny like frederick billy bob like i, mean, I don't know like jonathan i know it's just not a dog name jennifer <laughs> so jennifer jenny the dog would leave these dead animals on my doorstep okay. and then so she you as know, an offering as kind of like i don't know if she thought we were malnourished and like doing us a favor or what but my dad would open the door and she'd just be sitting there wagging her tail and dude to the point that's what I'd do with my wife. I'd like have these sure. dead animals, drop them off at the doorstep and just be like, hey, Mave, hey, what do you think? Hey, Meg, what about this? <laughs> because I felt called to this and this and this and this and this. Yeah. And so um, I remember after Revive Twin Cities in 2014, the summer of 2014, as I talked about in the last uh, episode, right after that, I got a call from Kyle Martin from, uh, from Texas. They had received a call from an Amish guy Named Dennis Miller. Named Jenny. No, no, sorry. <laughs> Jenis Miller. Sorry. Jenny. No. Dennis. But listen, man, this is a cool story because this cat was having power encounters with the Holy Spirit in his horse and with his horse and buggy. Wow. I mean, his horse was falling wow. out and speaking in tongues. I'm, t- I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> 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 Let me read. Hey, uh, can we pause on this uh, episode here? Right? Maybe we should uh, take a different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But Dennis would have these encounters with the spirit in his buggy, dude. Sorry, I'm having visions of the horse speaking in tongues. It's like tangled, like the horse has a personality. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is absurd. Um, But anyway, this guy really opened the door for us to come into Indiana. I was just on staff, was loving the church, uh, but new transition was coming. Um, I got to the point where every prophetic word that I had was, oh, brother, I just see transition for your life. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see it's a season of transition. Trans- and I, was, I, I got so mad at people, I wanted to punch them every time yeah. they'd say transition because it was the Lord saying over and over. Right. So I went to Indiana, was a part of um, just this, the early kind of setting the stages for a move of God that we were sensing was going to happen in Goshen. This is with Time to Revive. This is with Kyle and the team from Texas, Time to Revive. And... Uh, we went out there. And this is before you decided to become a part right, of the right. team. So I was just a volunteer man, like Lighthouse, Bill, those guys were releasing me to come and just travel right. and, and be a part of this ministry on a volunteer level. Yeah. That's how much our church was impacted and yeah. just the, the leaders of the church were. And so they're like, man, Josh, we really feel like the Lord is on this. In fact, my pastor said, I almost wonder if the Lord's going to transition you into the ministry. And I'm Whoa. like, what are you talking about? One of the prep trips in November of 2014, uh, Kyle had just said, man, would you, would you and Megan consider becoming missionaries with this group, with the, with the ministry? And I'm like, what does that look like? He's like, I don't know. You guys would be the first ones. <laughs> so there was no process. They didn't, it was literally just him stepping out in faith asking, totally. would you consider stepping 
in with us. Having no idea what that was, I came home and my wife, I told my wife, I brought that animal, left right, it on the doorstep, right. and she said yes. So wait, how, how did Megan respond typically to the dead animals? <laughs> Horribly. No, no, that's not God. No, that's not. I'm making her sound like a nag or whatever. But, <laughs> oh but, but that's what I mean. She was just like, no, no, because yeah, she knew she's a discerner. Man, yeah. wives have this amazing thing of man. Yeah. They, they know the voice of Papa almost better than us sometimes, sure, you know. Sure. And so uh, she just really confirmed what I was feeling. They were a ministry that really honored people and, and uh, really had a heart to equip. And so I'm just like, man, this is us. This is what we're called to do. Wow. It'll answer that. Josh, you feel called to this and this and this and this and this and this. And this. Right. Like it actually brought it. a whole bunch of those things together. It brought it all under this umbrella of, man, I do feel a call to evangelism. I do feel called to the prophetic. I do feel called to lead worship. I do feel called to, um, to, to pour into pastors, almost to shepherd shepherds. Like I've, I've had all these things and it was just like, it was like 20 years of prophetic words all merged into one. Wow. And, uh, not, not to get too much into it, the Lord confirmed with many different prophetic words that we'd received. And I know this is a mixed crowd that we're talking to here, man, but I, I just really want to encourage the listeners, the Holy Spirit really does speak. And yes. the gifts the gifts of the Spirit, like prophecy and tongues and hospitality and leadership and yep. administration, it's not so that we can tote them around like badges. Yeah. It's really, I feel, Jeff, as a sidebar, the gifts of the Spirit have to come forth in these days because we can't afford to live without them. Yeah. The world needs, yeah. we need the gifts. The, bo- the body is crumbling and, and shriveling and we have, we need the Holy Spirit to breathe these gifts. And yeah. so that's yeah. kind of what the Lord was doing in our own lives. We, so we stepped out and we jumped in with this group and uh, we became the first missionaries. Wow. So, and that was what time frame? Again? So that was Christmas of 2014. We passed into the new year. Yeah. Uh, revival. Oh, there's the buzzword. Hey. But let me say this quick and then yeah, I'll let yeah, you yeah, go yeah. for it. Revival really broke out in the state of Indiana with among the Amish and the Mennonite communities. Right. To the point where it was 52 days of perpetual, I'll just I'll just call it revival, perpetual yeah. awakening. The movement, a movement of God was happening in this area yep. where schools were giving their kids skip passes on a Friday afternoon to go out and share the gospel, wow. fully knowing what they were doing. Wow. Uh, it got to the point where RV companies like Forest River and Thor and these different groups opened up their factories for our team to come in and share the gospel with them. Wow. Or Chrysler in Kokomo with 300 employees. So this whole revival spread and blew up all over Indiana. And uh, So you're so, telling me that, that those companies were inviting you guys to come in during the workday. Correct. And share the gospel with their employees. Right. What? Put that's that, nice. man, that's not on CNN. That ain't on Fox no, News. that's not happening. But man, you, as we were kind of talking about this whole thing, you had said revival can be kind of a buzzword oh. and, and weird. So kind of unpack your heart yeah, and then I'll kind of... absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things and we don't need to spend too much time on it, but you know, you drive by a church and out on the sign out front, it says revival this week yeah. or revival tonight, you know, and, and it's always irritating <laughs> me only. just a little bit, yeah. you know, because I felt like revival was bigger than that. Yeah. It's like we've kind of dumbed it down to a special service, you mm-hmm. know, kind Come tonight and hear Aunt Thelma, whatever, uh, sing her songs of revival and, and we'll go on to the wee hours of the morning mm-hmm. and we'll go home and nothing will change. Yep. You know, I felt like revival, 
and it always starts off good, I think. I mean, the idea of just gathering, like calling for a gathering. I just don't know if we want to call it revival. We just want to say, hey, let's gather together. Let's seek the Lord. And then if it turns into, like to me, revival is something that that man cannot contain. Man can't uh, make it happen. You know, we seek, we we pray, but it's something that's bigger. You know, you, you hear about those revivals that are around the world. Uh, Zusa Street or yeah. uh, Welsh Revival yeah. and just the other ones that it's stuff that happens like nobody was trying to start a revival they were just trying to seek God they were pursuing <laughs> him alright absolutely so it, it becomes yeah so revival sometimes when I use the word revival I like to put a qualifier in front of it like real revival yeah. or you know like like supernatural revival which yep. is kind of uh, yeah you're saying the same thing right yep. there but, but so cool to hear you say that when you say those words revival bro out like yeah. there's a little bit of mm-hmm. me that kind of coils back a little bit you <clears throat> right. know i think yep. some people do too as well you kind of go oh really sure. yep. like is that like 10 people you know are you trying to make it sound better <laughs> than it really was you know what's revival broke yeah. out that's like a, like a disease broke out but this yep. is this is god like it, did it really break out because the reason i think we're worried about this because we really do want that to happen yeah like there's this thing deep inside me i want it to happen but i gotta be honest josh so many times when I hear people say revival broke out, I'm yep. not really seeing what I thought was revival. Yep. You know, like I, I don't see the nation changed. I don't see hearts turning to the kingdom. You know, I don't see the hearts of, of the children turning to the fathers, hearts of the father turning to the children. I don't see people turning from their wicked ways and turning to God. You yep. know, second Chronicles seven fourteen, all yeah. that stuff. I don't see that happening. Yep. It becomes more of a service yes. than it does an actual move of God. Something you can't contain. So, so the response would be what happened in Indiana and what continues to happen all over the place in the States now. Uh, I would really boil it down to this, man. Uh, guys, listening, this is this is Acts chapter 3, um, and y'all know it. Uh, Acts 2, right? Yeah, verse 44, it says, Now all the believers were together and had all things in common, and they sold their possessions and property and distributed the proceeds to all, and as anyone had need. Every day they devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple complex and broke bread together from house to house. They ate their food with a joyful and humble attitude, praising God and having favor with all the people. And every day the Lord added to them those who were being saved. If I could, for our purposes, if I could boil revival into one scripture, I think it would be that. So call it whatever you want, renewal or an awakening. I'm telling you, uh, something was deposited in Amish country in Indiana that spread... Um, guys, every day, I'll backtrack here. The main thrust was not the evening service. Yeah. The main thrust was morning, noon, and night. Teams went out into the community to see their community transformed, just like what was happening here. Well, if you can imagine, I mean, that that whole thing where you're saying that people, that you guys got to go into companies. Yeah. Now that seems like something really out of the ordinary. Right. And so some working man is sitting there and he's been invited by his employer yeah. to maybe sit in a room or whatever, take a break. Yeah. Hey, it's a free break, right? Yep. Maybe on Come the for clock. Lunch. Yeah, a lot of them. Or, yep. or maybe it's lunchtime or yep. whatever. But, mm-hmm. but there's this moment where something's happening in this company that, that doesn't normally happen. Correct. And it 
touches some men that maybe are not used to hearing the gospel in this circle. (laughs) Maybe they went to church once, or maybe they go every Sunday. Maybe it's just Easter and Christmas or something like that. But they never heard the gospel in the context of their workplace. Right. The place where they get dirty and like build stuff or fix stuff or it's everyday life. And so some somehow God is now entering in. He breaks through into this place that they thought was separate from yeah. what happens at church. Right. And all of a sudden, maybe there's a, a feeling that God can actually break through all those categorical lines. Yeah. And then that guy goes home and starts talking to his wife that night. Yes. And man, then they start talking. And then the kids overhear mom and dad talking. And they, they say, hey, can you just turn off the TV for just a second? Because I'm going to tell you this thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. It just makes me excited. That's you know? it, man. <laughs> a Lutheran a pastor here in the Twin Cities, uh, he said years ago, he said, who is revival for? And he said, look at the word. It's to revive all. And is revival for the lost? Is revival for the church? It's actually forever. It's it's yes, yes, yes. Is it for the Chrysler Company in Kokomo? Is it for um, the school district? Is it for the mayor? Like in Ohio where you have... You know, uh, in Dark County, Ohio, the mayor opening up and having declaring a revive week in like, and it's not guys. That's where our problem is, is that we have so many lines. Like we even have the majority of believers actually have bought into the idea that the gospel is supposed to stay outside the government, outside the workplace not to offend, not to step over those lines, yep. but the gospel is like liquid. Yes. Liquid goes wherever it yeah. wants to go. It yeah. doesn't, there's no such thing as a line. It goes through all the barriers. It finds a way yeah. to get where it needs to go. You can put up a dam and try to keep it out, but eventually that water's going to break yep. through, yep. you know, that's good. So anyway, man, uh, you know, coming out of Indiana, we, we stepped into becoming missionaries, um, and now there is uh, there's over 60 missionaries right now. Whoa, see, wait a minute. You guys were the first? So we were the first ones to step out and say, yes, we want to submit to this process. And, and then now... what was funny, it took about eight months for this process to yeah, go. Yeah, so I remember. So you, you talk about... You had to raise funds. Dude. Come on. You tell us a little of that look, struggle. Listen, guys, I th- I've shared on on a lot of different podcasts that, that we've walked through here is... Man, this has been a this has been the hardest journey in my life. Even though it's been the most rewarding and most fulfilling and most seeing miracles and signs and wonders, stuff that I've longed for for years. Guys, it was no joke trying to raise funds or then just stepping out when amazing things are blowing up in the state of Indiana. Yeah. And then I'm trying to figure out, wait, I'm on staff at the church and I really want to be there and wait, uh, fundraising. What? Uh, it, it was just a lot of anxiety in us and so you know that that time was a really dark tough time and it really i think uh even just up until a few months ago i think i was still holding on to that junk and yeah and as i confessed on the podcast the lord really brought a lot of healing to my heart and alignment where i could begin to trust him again but guys it was it was tough to jump off a cliff that the step wasn't even there right and it it was it was about a 10 foot drop and then, boom, we hit we hit that step finally. Wow. And so we uh, we stepped into our first year in 2016. So it just sounds like it could have been really glamorous. You know, you think, oh, wow, Josh, 
kids in this ministry and they're going around and revivals breaking out, you know, and they're just doing it and thousands of people are getting touched, you know, and all this stuff. It's so perfect, right? It just all came together so beautifully. And it was a blooming mess, man. It was tough. It was hard. It was hard on our family. We were homeschooling our kids and trying to figure out what, what, uh, like the whole process was just a, a big mess. And, um, but that's guys just want to say this sometimes faith stepping out. It's a mess. Yep. It's not always sweet and slick and awesome and purdy. (laughs) It can be a big mess. So whatever you're walking through right now, man, whatever that next step is, guys, there might be a little bit of a gap. There might be a six to 10 foot drop, but just know that the step is there. I would say one thing that I'm hearing you say as well, and I think it's important like if you have a married couple involved in a situation like this and you're feeling like, Hey, we're supposed to make this change. One of you's feeling that way. And the other one's feeling not. I think one of the beautiful things about this story is what you said that you and Megan really were on the same we were page on this one. Yes. Yeah. So that is really important for people to understand. Cause you may feel like, Hey, God's calling you to this, but your husband or wife is kind of feeling the opposite or, or maybe they're just being stubborn and you know it, but still it's going to be very important that you just pray and you wait for the Lord to release. Like you can't go do that by yourself. Right. You know, I mean, you know, obviously there are some exceptions or whatever, but, but man, God wants to do something beautiful with you and your spouse. Correct. And trying to run off and do that by yourself or whatever, that's not going to be the thing to do. So, and I think that's what was so powerful when Meg finally said yes. And there was that witness and that confirmation, her spirit, Guys, there is such a power in agreement when you can, man, Jesus said that he said, if you come together and there's two or three and you agree on any, do anything concerning my will, it'll be done in heaven. And that's the power of agreement, man. I think that's the power of agreement with your worship team. It's the power of agreement with your, uh, with your staff pastors. Yes. Uh, it's the power of agreement with your marriage, power of agreement with your children. Yeah. I would even say this. What we're seeing, dude, is power of agreement between pastors. Like in mi- cities in Minnesota. Like is that not possible? <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. It's the bane and the joy of my existence. Oh man, is it possible that God would unite pastors, leaders, and followers of Christ of all backgrounds to come together to see the great commission fulfilled in our day? Well, if you know me and the Word of God, you know this can't start with attempting to drum up a passion to share the gospel. No, we have to acquire our Father's heart to love what He loves. And that only happens as we spend time with Him in the secret place. In fact, I've heard it said that we cannot proclaim that which we do not cherish. We must seek Him first that we might become awakened, pure worshipers who exist primarily for closeness with our Maker. As a result, we won't be able to stop the avalanche of ministry that follows. As ministries from around the world join together to share the good news of reconciliation with God. 
Okay, I mentioned on my Instagram this week that we are celebrating 20 years since that first Sonic Flood CD came out in February 1999. Most of you realize I was the lead singer on those first two Sonic Flood albums. What an amazing journey. I am so thankful for all the testimonies I've heard. I couldn't be more grateful for that season. And yet, I still believe God has more in store for us in the days to come. All right, as we get back to the conversation, Josh shares two ridiculous stories of his sons sharing the gospel. And we give you all the contact info for those who want to connect with Time to Revive. So now it's time to get back to this week's Pure Worship Podcast. I got into this ministry because I wanted to see the body of Christ united. I wanted the walls between Lutheran and Methodist and charismatic and Pentecostal and Mm -hmm. conservative and I mean, whatever you are. Yep. uh, I wanted to see those come down. And uh, that has been so painful to watch when churches, man, the gatekeepers, (sighs) you know, in in, in one county, I'm thinking of specifically, I won't say the name, but there was uh, this one pastor who didn't want to work with us. Uh, he loved what we were doing, sharing the gospel, but the fact that we opened it up to our Catholic brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. he didn't want to touch us with a 10-foot pole. He actually sure. said, it'd kind of be like if Planned Parenthood came to my door and said, hey, we want to go uh, do uh, adopt the highway, and we'll be on the same mm-hmm. sign together. Right. He said, we don't want to be guilty by association. Wow. We could have used those guys. They could have been used of the Lord, yep. but they let that wall between yep. this Catholic and staunch conservative to cause a wedge. And then I had another, a Catholic priest who said, because your approach to discipleship teaches uh, full water immersion baptism, yep. we don't want to touch you. Right. And so on both sides, yeah, you got those, like they, yeah. they, they won't, I'm telling you, man, that breaks my heart, but I'm telling you, we're seeing these groups in Minnesota, Mountain Lake, Minnesota is one of them that these shepherds have a united front. Wow. They're not comparing and they're not, they're just kind of letting the walls down. There's a brokenness up in Grand Rapids, Minnesota. Guys, we have like 12, 13 on fire churches that wow. are wanting to see God move both uh, conservative so and that, charismatic. You one know? of the issues that, that pastors face is yeah. this issue of, well, if I, if I, if, if my uh, flock Yep. sees some other leaders or some other events going on, there's a risk there that I might lose people from my flock. It's a natural thought yep. process. Yep. Man, what if they like that better? What if yep. they connect with that pastor better? Yeah, uh, It's fear, fear-based. And, but, and there's been, uh, I think of one pastor in Indiana, he actually confessed to the whole group. He's having a pastor's meeting and he says, I got to be okay with the fact that I might lose some people to somebody else's church. Yeah. The question is going to be, or what'll happen if I, this actually happened to a guy, he led someone to Christ out on the streets and, uh, he checked back with him a couple weeks after that. And he says, yeah, man, I'm going to such and such church. Sure, sure. And automatically <laughs> he just, it gets his goat. And he's like, like oh, oh, man, oh, I led you to Christ. Oh, that's, 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 that's awesome. That's great. Uh, Good for you. <laughs> but listen, then he said, Hey, I think I'll take a Sunday morning off and I'm going to go with you to church. Wow. 
Like you talk about humility, <laughs> guys. When we come to a community, we look for three Man, that's things. That's breaking. That's it's, breaking those walls, brother. It's going against the grain. It's being united. It's fighting for unity. It's it's having a humble heart, and it's really hungering after the kingdom of God. Man, that is kingdom. When a pastor can say, "I led you to Christ, and I'm going to father you, and I'm yeah. going to walk with you, and I don't care if you go to another church, but I want to see you in the kingdom." Like wow. that's yes, adopting so the kingdom mentality. All right. Can we transition and get a couple more stories yeah. from you? Because these testimonies are so know, important man. to hear. Yeah. You know, again, I think we're trying to bring encouragement to, yeah. to you who are listening. Uh, us even speaking the words out of our mouths brings us encouragement. Yeah. And we're believing that it's going to bring you encouragement. It's going to turn some light bulbs on for you. You know, you're not going to do it exactly the way that Josh has done it. Mm-hmm. But as you see what God's done in Josh and Megan's life, yeah. then you're going to be able to have better understanding, a greater vision for what God wants to do in your life. So yeah, share some of those stories. So going back to lifestyle that we were talking about the last one, you're really pursuing that with your family. I'm pursuing it with our family. Ezra, I'm thinking of, he just turned 11 years old and this kid, man, we were in Scott County, Minnesota, just Southwest of the Twin Cities. And, and we were, uh, we engaged these boys that are fishing by, by a little pond Mm -hmm. in this kind of little suburb area. And so we go up to him and said, Hey guys, my Ezra walks up and says, how can we pray for you today? You know, just kind of like a bold kid, bold, but you know, just yeah sheepish it's it's, it's weird you know and this kid just starts opening up he says well my uh my mom and dad are getting a divorce wow you could you pray for that and so ezra just took his massive 11 year old hand puts it on these this kid and just says lord i pray that you just turn it all around and make it better i pray that they wouldn't get divorced and uh, we got to share the gospel with these boys one kid got led to Christ there wow. by the pond, you know, just super cool. So this is the rest of the story. So a year goes by and this was in September, about a year and a half. This last September, Ezra is at uh, a science fair. He was the only one in his class that got randomly selected to go to the science fair. It's over in by the Mankato area. He goes in there and he sits down at the science fair and these kids that he prayed for walk in <sighs> and they said, hey, are you the kid that prayed for us and he Come says on, you're making this up dude Josh. i am Come not on. making this up so, so i got i got my boy ratings, i got my 11 i got i got my 11 <laughs> podcast ratings right <laughs> i got my 11 year old boy from wells minnesota and i got these boys from new prague minnesota and they are meeting kind of like it's like a triangle they yeah. meet over in mankato at this stinking like my I don't even think he's good at science. I don't even know why he's there. (laughs) And so they're meeting at this thing. And this kid said, hey, Ezra, you won't believe it, but my parents are together. They didn't get a divorce. What? (laughs) So it's this kid's prayer that intervened. You think that doesn't build faith in your son? I mean, you can teach him all day long, but till he experiences something like that. Okay, but Jeff, this is so weird. Why are these kids (laughs) talking (laughs) about this? What? Like kids, you know, they just kind of blow stuff off, but they were sit they, they, they were talking about it. They were giving glory to God at a stinking science fair. And this kid testifying and his buddies were seeing the whole thing. He said, this guy prayed for me and my parents stayed together. I think of another time where Aiden, uh, my middle boy, we were in Dodge County, 20,000 people in the whole county. And we're out for a prep trip and we're just kind of getting the ball rolling there in that county. It was one of the coldest days of the year back in 20, 2016. 
and we see this kid walking. He's wearing like a sweatshirt and it was got to be negative 10 outside. The sidewalk wasn't shoveled off. So he's walking on the street. So we drive right past him and then we just slam on the brakes. We're like, hey, man, do you need a ride? He's like, yeah, that'd be great. So he jumps in the front seat hmm. and uh, Aiden just says, hey, how can we pray for you today? <sighs> and he said, oh, man, I just got out of treatment. I was in treatment for the last uh, the last year wow. and I'm transitioning out of drugs and alcohol. And so we talked about how he believes in a higher power, but he had never confessed Christ. So we shared the Bible in the wristband with him. Yes. Aiden did. So Aiden walked <laughs> him through the colors. This kid was seven at the time <laughs> and he walks him through the colors and he and we just said, Logan, is this, does this make any sense? And he says, this is exactly what I've been looking for. And he received wow. Christ. Aiden got mm-hmm. to pray for him to receive Christ. He was sitting in the front seat. And we found out that um, through one of the local pastors, his grandma went to that pastor's church. Wow. And she found out about the story. And she said, I've been praying for him for the last 10 years that he would get lit up for Jesus. So all that said, man, it's so important and really fun to see my kids are getting it. Yeah. Now, see, here, here's the thing. When, when we start sharing these stories, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I don't think it is. But when you hear something else good that happens for someone else, my initial fleshly reaction is always, <laughs> why didn't that happen to yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, how come that can't happen to me? Right? And so there's going to be some people listening right now, and that's how you feel like I'm thinking to myself, man, I want to do more of these things with my kids because I hear this story. I'm like, wow, my kids do more, you know. And I have some stories of my own like that. But if you're sitting there listening to this story and you're thinking to yourself, man, why can't that happen to me? Yeah, we're saying to you, it can. Yes, and it's supposed to. It's actually supposed to be the norm. Yeah, but you actually have to make a decision to begin putting yourself in a place where things like this can happen. There you go. Like it's not going to fall in your lap just by chance. You actually have to take a step. So, and that's part of the reason we're doing this podcast because Mm -hmm. this very ministry, Revive Minnesota, Time to Revive, it might be the one that you're listening to right now out there and you want to be a part of this. You're like, okay, this sounds like something I could get my kids involved in. I've been looking for something like this. Mm -hmm. How can I get involved? So we do want to provide some information for you so that you can get involved if you'd like to. You know, you hear about the the bracelets, the wristbands. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, You hear about the the special Bible that that they have that goes Mm -hmm. through the colors and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. But people might want to actually know how to get a hold of this stuff, how to connect with you. Can you share about some of that stuff too? Yeah, you know, for... To get a hold of us, you guys, go to reviveminnesota.org, reviveminnesota.org. If you want to know more about the national ministry, which guys, the Lord is, I can't even, there's some of the stuff that's so sensitive, I can't even get into what's happening on a global level with Israel, um, with Kosovo, with Uganda. When we have prime ministers and kings and queens coming, it's guys, it's, it's like end time stuff. I'm literally watching... Look, I know mm. people get get off in the weeds and start some cults about, you know, Jesus is going to return and blah, blah, blah. Guys, I'm telling you, I'm literally watching some of this biblical prophecy come true. Praise and God, we're a part of it. So, guys, uh, go check out timetoreviveorg reviveminnesota.org. Uh, jump in with us, please. If you're local in Minnesota or Iowa or Wisconsin, jump in with our team. You can uh, actually subscribe to an email, too, can't you? Yes. How, how do they get on the email blast? So, this is stuff? what you should do. You should email jedwards at time 
timetorevive.com. That's me. And we will get you locked in. Also, for just for real-time information, go to the Revive Minnesota Facebook page. Those there are kind go. of our best our best options. So, man, we, we want you guys, we're believing for an international move of God. And uh, if you're in another state, if you're in Ohio yep. or Wisconsin, Florida, Texas, uh, North Carolina, we have teams all over the nation that God has now raised up these missionaries. You can actually be a person to come in and get on the ground. Absolutely. Be on the ground and get get involved. Yep. Like talk about the bracelets and the way that you guys share mm-hmm. the gospel a little bit too. Yeah. So we have a really simple approach. You guys love, listen, discern, and respond. It's very repetitive. It's very simple on purpose. And with our bracelets, uh, it goes yellow, black, red, blue, and green. Yellow is sin. Black is death. Red is love. Blue is faith and green is life. And so after you ask that question, how can I pray for you? You'll find out in five seconds if they're a person of peace that will want, that are hungry for more. And so that's when you turn the corner and say, hey, after we pray for you, uh, I just wanted to give you a little gift. Can I give you this wristband? You hand it to them, you put it on them, they look at it. Again, you just discern what the Spirit's doing. Maybe you go right to the green. Maybe you go talk about uh, faith, you know, whatever. But the idea would be have people like take a real look at their life of sin that leads to death and dysfunction. And the love covers that. And we, re- we receive this gift through faith that'll lead us to life. And we have these little Bibles. It's the, it's the same colors. And people actually, man, they open up the little yeah, Bible. And they read it. And they read it themselves. So instead of us barking and preaching, we let the Word of God do the convicting and the, the work for us. I mean, yeah. it's sharp and active. It's, yes. it's living and active. So, yeah, those are our tools. If you guys want some of those, get a hold of us again. Uh, ReviveMinnesota.org. Um, and, uh, we'll get you guys some, some materials, uh, they're available for purchase and, uh, you know, we'd also give some away too. So well, whatever you again, need. Again, the idea here is this is for the everyday person. Like if you're sitting there going, I have longed down deep in my heart to learn how to share the gospel on an everyday basis, but I've yep. been afraid. Yeah. I didn't know how, maybe I didn't have the resources or whatever, man, I'm telling you time to revive, revive Minnesota. They are providing resources mm-hmm. for the everyday person, me, Josh, you out there, everybody, yep. your kids. It's yep. so easy. The, the bracelets kind of make it fun too. Totally. The wristbands, yep. you know, uh, makes it fun. The colors, it's easy for people to understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gives it tools for people to put in their hands to say, okay, I can do this. I yep. can actually share the gospel. It's not just for the pastor yep. and the the prophet and the evangelist and the teacher and the apostle to share the gospel. Now it's for everybody. Yes. We're all part of a kingdom of priests, yeah. a kingdom where everyone is involved in reaching the lost, in yeah. reviving all, as you said, revive right? All. Revive all, That's right. Uh, reviving the lost, reviving the church, touching everyone. And so this is a, a way, if you've been, I, I know there's some people out there listening right now, they're super excited. They're just yeah. like, oh my goodness, they've already written down the email address, mm-hmm. the website, they're ready to connect and, and make a plan. Yeah. Like we're, we're saying, make a plan, get your kids involved, get your family involved mm-hmm. and start making a difference together with Josh, uh, with uh, Time to Revive, Revive Minnesota as mm-hmm. well. It's going to be powerful. It'll change your life. Yeah. And I just say the one last thing, guys, we only come where we're invited. Uh, we don't ramrod anything. 
Uh, Meaning we, the uh, time to rot, revive. You, so our, you guys our, Minnesota, to our Minnesota team, we, we're plowing in southwestern Minnesota right now. We're planning on outreach coming up in April. We're planning uh, an outreach on the Leech Lake Indian Reservation, which mm-hmm. is a whole other thing I'd like to talk about wow. sometime of just reconciliation between mm-hmm. the nations. Um, and we're also up in Grand Rapids, guys. We need laborers to come. I, I just encourage you, come, come sniff out kind of how we do it. Uh, just see how it works with you and your kids. I, I just think it'd be a really powerful time for you. So again, yeah. reviveminnesota.org and revive a Minnesota Facebook Okay, last page. thing I want to say, and this yeah. is important, is I think people need to understand. There's, there's going to be some other people listening right now that are totally jiving with what you're saying, mm-hmm. but they don't, they feel like they want to get involved and they want to participate, but they also want to do it on a financial side. Yeah. Now you didn't ask me to do this, but I really, really want to focus in on this for just a few more seconds here and just say, there's some of you out there that are listening that would like to support Josh and Megan yeah. personally. Hmm. You guys have to raise your funds. You are you are full blown what we call missionaries. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like mm-hmm. everybody's a missionary, but yep. but you are self supported, yeah. uh, kingdom supported by people who believe in what you're doing yep. on a monthly basis, one time gifts, yep. monthly gifts, all yep. that stuff. And so I need you to talk to people. I know you don't like talk about it a yeah. lot, but this is important because people do want to get involved. Tell them how they can get involved. So um, if you guys have a passion to do that uh, or would even just consider doing a one-time or a recurring thing, timetorevive.com. You go to staff. You pull down the staff thing, and Josh and Megan Edwards, we're on there. And our missionary number is 109A. And so you you, literally, you can go through the steps. It's very user-friendly on our website. Okay, say it again. So go so to time timetorevive.com. Click on the staff uh, pull down Josh and Megan Edwards and, uh, you can click give and that'll, it'll set you up. It'll take you right through the process. You can give with a credit card, however you want to do it. Check that kind of stuff. Yep. Yep. And guys, we'd encourage, you know, we want to keep doing this full time. And so what would be helpful is even if you, uh, could do like a $25 a month yes. kind of thing. You know, yeah. that, you know, long term stuff really does it, help. It, it does help. It, it helps sustain us long term. And we really want to do this long term. Yeah. So. Cause I mean, even, even saying, you know, hey, I'll give you $250 now yep. versus spreading it out over the whole year mm-hmm. or whatever, saying, hey, we want to commit to $20 a month or yep. something. It just helps to build that longevity. That's it. And Josh and Megan can then kind of go, okay, we see how God is providing in the long term. Yeah. And, and it really helps to fulfill those needs man thanks for asking jeff that's it really blesses me so yeah absolutely thanks. so guys man two podcasts here on time to revive uh josh and megan involved in this incredible mm. ministry it really is a global thing yeah uh so just want to encourage them today i'm just going to pray mm. uh, for them and i just pray for you too as you're listening out there that you, that god would set that fire in your heart to to be able to go out and share the gospel to your neighbor, to your friends, to strangers, to whoever. Mm-hmm. So Father, we thank you so much thank that you, you are in this. You are you are calling your people to come up to another level. Mm-hmm. Lord, you are bringing awakening. You are stirring people even as they listen right now. God, you've put a vision in our hearts. You, you have called us to know you and mm-hmm. then to share 
uh, so that others can know you. Mm. So Lord, I, I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for time to revive. I thank you for Revive Minnesota, for Josh and Megan Edwards. Lord, I pray your blessing on them in the name of Jesus Christ right now. I pray, Lord, that you would provide every need that they have, Lord, that you would provide the finances, you would provide uh, the direction, uh, every, every area that they need, Lord, that you would just watch over them, watch over their kids, mm. Lord, in the name of Jesus. I pray that you would just take them to new yes. heights. I pray that you continue to open new doors that we really would see real revival breaking out around the earth. Yes, God. Lord, in the name of Jesus. That's all we want. We're not trying to bring uh, glory to a man's ministry or anything mm-hmm. like that. We're trying to build your kingdom. Yeah. And this is one of the ways that we're seeing it happen. Lord, your mm-hmm. favor is on this ministry. So we just bless them in the name mm-hmm. of Jesus. Lord, we just bless Kyle, his family, mm-hmm. all the staff. Uh, people, part of time to revive. Lord, just pray that you bring increase in the name of Jesus. Increase the finances. Increase the opportunities. Increase the reach of the gospel in the name of Jesus Christ, Father. So we thank you. We praise you. Thank you for what you're doing in those who are listening right now. That You're literally giving them ideas. Literally ideas right now of how they can get involved and how they can learn to share the gospel. How they can teach their kids. How they can grow their kids up. Raise their kids in a way that it's not awkward or weird to share the gospel any longer. Thank you that you're breaking down those walls and those barriers and you're showing us how to do it, Lord. We love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening to this Tuesday's Pure Worship Podcast entitled Your Time to Revive. We are truly grateful. I've got to be honest, the time is now. We just can't afford to wait any longer. There are so many who need to hear the gospel, and there are so many who need to step out in faith to share the gospel. Aren't you tired of wishing you were doing something lasting for the kingdom of God? Don't you desire for your kids to grow up with a genuine passion for the Lord and to really themselves with the fear of telling people about Jesus, it's time for this to become our new norm. There are many others just like you who are stepping out in faith to touch those around them with the love of Jesus. Of course, we'd love to see you visit timetorevive.com to consider supporting Josh and Megan, as well as to find out how you can pick up copies of the special Bibles and wristbands we've been talking about. Okay, on our next podcast, we give you some practical helps concerning prayer as we give you a little glimpse into the ways Josh and I utilize prayer as a means to deepen our walk with God. So God bless you and we look forward to connecting with you next Tuesday for an extremely practical episode of the Pure Worship Podcast.